0: Welcome back, friends, family, and that one guy who managed to get his hand on an iPad and for some reason accidentally clicked on Coast to Coast Entertainment Network. Welcome back. GM's Live is back for the first time on Coast to Coast Network in over a month. Matthew Perry, Will Polston here for GM's Live today. Matt, how's it feel, man? We're we're back.
1: I miss nights like these. It's nice being able to just talk. You don't have to edit a video you don't have to set things up uh that always feels good
0: hey man we say we don't have to edit a video but there could be one coming keep your eyes out on that one keep an eye on the channel well that that'll definitely be a nice little uh nice little uh little toss already Uh, let me get that uh channel link for everybody who's here and uh and and happy to be here maybe first time listeners let's just drop that in there right away boom boom pow Uh, that comment right there. Boom. Put that all the way at the top. Uh, how do I pin a comment from here? I don't think I can, but Hey, there's the channel. Make sure you go click on that link. Come join the family. We've been uh, looking for new family members every day. So, uh, yeah, so we are back and, uh, there's been, I mean, so much has changed. <laughs> so much has happened in over a month. Uh, and so much has happened in just the last week. Uh, we need to just start off right away. I think the uh, I think the number one thing is I think we should just start with the hottest of news. Uh, fresh off the press. Oh boy Buster Posey, Gonzo, see you bye bye. Uh, calls his career after 12 years. Uh, a little bit short and not necessarily, uh, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, early 30s. Pretty young to be calling a career, especially for a guy who had a, a season like he did. I mean, you you start to think that Buster Posey could hang around for a little bit. Um, but let, let, let's get your opinions here first. You know, obviously, Buster Posey uh, leaving and hell of a catcher. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a blow to the MLB, but let's just get your
1: first thoughts. Yeah, we heard the speculation last night. We began receiving reports about... Uh, a potential press conference today and announcement of course we did get that uh, I think it was six o'clock eastern they did that out in San Francisco and I mean overall it sucks it, it's a little bit of a surprise but with Buster Posey's injury history and everything that he's been through in his career especially being as a catcher it's hard to kind of you know stick around you know it, I feel like catchers out of all positions in baseball have something of the shortest uh, life spans, shortest uh, shelf life if you will and Obviously, Buster Posey made the most of it, a 12-year career. Uh, I mean, he did pretty much everything you can do uh, in a a successful baseball career. He won an MVP. He won a batting title, uh, three rings. I mean, most people can't say they've had that resume. And it it does go on and on. I do think uh, of his generation, he was the best catcher. Um, And now, I mean, with Posey out of baseball, the catching position's been in a rough state. And now, I mean, it's it's probably the worst it's been in a long time. Ah,
0: I hate that you say that.
1: Uh, but am, I, uh, am I wrong, though? Like, am I wrong?
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Are you wrong? You know, I'd love to get a couple people's opinions on that right now. Uh, if you're watching here, big baseball fans, anybody down there, uh, if, if you think Buster Posey leaving puts the catcher position in, in one of the worst positions it's been in, in quite some time, you know, let's get your opinions on that. You know, where, where where's the catcher position stand? Do you think it's still strong? Do you think there's enough people in the, in the catcher's position Uh, maybe this is just the start of the new one, you know, obviously, you know, you, you got to expect now with Buster Posey gone, you got to expect Joey Bart's going to be coming in right behind him, uh, which will be a a decent addition to the catcher position right now. I mean, your, your catcher's positions are, you know, whenever you think of your big catchers, you're thinking real Muto, you're thinking Salvi, you're thinking, uh, now you got to think Wilson Contreras, you got to think, uh, you, I mean, Wilson Contreras has got to be up there for some of the top catchers right now. Yeah.
1: And that's the problem. He, he has to be up there. He's the third best catcher in baseball right now. He shouldn't Maybe be. not necessarily
0: I, three, but he's got to be up
1: there. He's definitely probably top five, honestly. Cause I mean, who else are you going to put in there? You know, Real Muto is, uh, I get. yeah, I guess he's still elite. Salvador Perez of course had the best offensive season of his career. He has to be considered elite, but from there, I mean, they're the only ones. I, I cannot, I can't call Wilson Contreras elite. I don't know who else there would be. Of course, it's definitely not Gary Sanchez. Um, really, yeah, there's nobody else out there catching wise that's that can be in that conversation. Not Yaz. Yaz, the outfielder. Oh, Yaz, yeah, not Manny he No, he's not elite. Um, his on base, the way he's able to get on base is elite. But overall, I don't think so. He's he's good. I don't know about very good or elite, but I'd I'd start him on my team. I just wouldn't put him in like an MVP conversation or anything like that.
0: Well, I I don't think it's I I, I mean other than you know other than Salvi, I don't think any catcher's really been in that conversation for an MVP since Buster Posey, uh, yeah. since he won it back whenever whenever the hell he won it. You know, it's been been almost a decade now at this point, but you know it, it, it's been a while. But I mean it's. It, the catcher's position is typically one that's kind of overseen in the first place. So, I mean, I, I, I think we're getting ready to, to see the new wave of catchers. Obviously you're going to see Adley come up here in a little bit. You're going to see Joey Bart in a little bit. You're going to see uh, Henry Davis, the number one overall pick yeah. uh, of this last year's draft is going to be uh, up with the pirates. And I I'd assume at, at two or three years, um, you know, I I'd imagine the catcher's position is soon to be, um, you know Justin I appreciate you uh, uh, addressing out Molina but obviously he's going to be on the on the tail ends of the of his career too you know he he's got no more than one or two seasons left in him uh you know this is the the generation of catchers is getting ready to to turn over and you're diff- you're you're getting ready to see the new wave uh Sam Huff another uh, another catcher that could be coming up here soon uh with the uh with the Rangers uh so that'll be fun to see uh, let's see here. We see the uh, Frank, welcome back. It says the Mets catchers. Oh, Alvarez is highly rated young catches yeah. in baseball at nineteen he's, years old.
1: He's still years away, though. I still hear he's like three, maybe even four years away. So, you know, the, Alvarez is great, and he's flying up the prospect rankings. But uh, it's going to be a little bit before we see him. And to, you know, comment on what you said, well, I agree that a new wave is coming in, but, I think there's a little bit of a, I think this is going to be a gap year, 2022. I mean, you look at the free agent class for catchers, there's really nothing going on there. Um, A couple of players like Christian Vasquez, they have options, but I don't really think those will amount to anything. Um, But yeah, the future is somewhat bright. Uh, I, I can't disagree with that. You know, Adley, Henry Davis, Joey Bart, Sam Huff. But right now, like at this very moment in time, it's pretty dim.
0: Salvatore, uh, another one of our resident Mets fans, says that he's about two years away. And that's what Frank was saying 2023 as well. Uh, so we could be looking around 2023 for Alvarez. Um, but, yeah, no, the catcher position is definitely, as a catcher myself, It's it, it definitely could be better. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's, there's a couple of decent pieces in there. I mean, it, it's not... It, it, it's not the the sexy position by any means, but even when the new wave comes through, it's still going to be one of those positions that's overlooked. Uh, Justin just pointed out a, a very obvious one that I've forgotten about, Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith yeah. has to be up there with the top catchers. He's got to be – really he's good. better than Wilson Contreras. You know, he's got to be top three. Um, so it, it, it's – you know, there's, there's – that's another thing, though, is that the catcher position is – unfortunate but it's for it's forgettable you know will smith one of the best players on the dodgers you know bats bats in the four hole one of the only catchers to bat in the top probably four or five spots in the lineup and in the in the mlb uh but you know it's just kind of forgotten about uh, typically a lot of the great catchers you don't typically think of being catchers um, which is unfortunate but will smith yeah will smith is one of the best young and upcoming probably the the up and coming number one catcher in the MLB here soon enough. Uh, I would not be shocked, but Hey, while we're on the cover, uh, while we're on the topic of baseball, I saw Brian Crawford stopped in here. Uh, where did I see his comment go? I know I can find it. Boom. Obviously we know about these guys, the world series champion, Atlanta Braves. They they are able to walk out 88 wins in the regular season. And somehow, Shout-out Brian Snicker walks out with a World Series title over Dusty Baker and the uh, and the Houston Astros. Hell of a series, went into six. Trevor Ploof back in March said, yep, that's what's going to happen, uh, which is, I mean, it's just fun to say. Uh, obviously didn't – I don't think he necessarily knew it was going to happen. I don't think anybody necessarily knew it was going to happen. But the, the, the Braves, no Acuna, no Ozuna, no Morton after game one, no Soroka – I mean, it was just piece after piece going down for the Braves. And yet somehow, some way, through the additions of some of the most random outfielders at the trade deadline, put together a World Series team. And and now the Atlanta Braves are a 2021 World Series championship. Uh, Matt, take me through your thoughts. The Atlanta Braves winning it all. What were your thoughts on the series? You know, what was it? What was it about this Braves team that really kind of impressed you? Uh, You know, what, was there anything in particular or, you know, uh, just take me through your thoughts on the Braves.
1: The work of general (coughs) manager, Alex Anthropoulos, I might've botched the last name. Um, The work he did at the deadline paid dividends. Uh, Adam Duvall, Eddie Rosario, key, key factors offensively for all the, uh, all throughout the playoffs, especially into the world series. Uh, And Jorge Soler, the world series MVP. He was also a deadline deal that has to be mentioned. Um, really fantastic work from the, the front office, you know, to, I can't remember if, if Acuna got hurt before, or after the deadline, I think it might've been right after or before. I think
0: it was right before. Cause that's when they went and got jock and all them and- Yeah,
1: and jock. Yeah. And it was, it was close around there. So, you know, quick thinking by them, they luckily, you know, there were some outfielders on the, on the trade block and they were able to make some moves, but you got Rosario for nothing. And Pablo gets his fourth ring. So good for him. Um, And, yeah, just overall, you got Duval for Alex Jackson, who never really uh, turned a corner in in Atlanta. So great work by the front office, and they did it. I mean, they were underdogs for most of the playoffs. Um, Getting past the Dodgers, of course, is a heavy task with the super team they put together. You know, Scherzer and Trey Turner at the deadline is insane, um, adding to that already insane team. So it was really impressive what the Braves did throughout. The big guys stepped up. Um, there has to be a lot of hope and kind of positivity reigning through Braves fans and the team because you look at this team's future now. Acuna comes back healthy. Mike Soroka comes back healthy. This team uh, can be one of the teams to beat in the National League, and they they did come out of a kind of lackluster NL East division. I think they were the worst division in baseball this year, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Um, so that was kind of a shock to everybody. I don't know if anyone really saw the braves getting that far but we're happy for rj our colleague who is a big braves fan and i mean it's interesting you know no back-to-back champions again this year of course and i like i like how that's trending in baseball you never really know what to expect um unlike some other sports the nfl kind of gets into dynasty territory the nhl you might have the lightning three pete this year so it's nice seeing different things and, and the braves were definitely different because you said 88 wins right i mean you're not yeah. typically expecting that team to win a World Series. So um, I overall enjoyed it. I'm happy for the Braves. I'm heading up to Atlanta tomorrow. Maybe I'll catch part of the parade. That'd be exciting. Um, so, yeah, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the way the playoffs went.
0: Let's see. We got a couple of situations here. Brian Crawford, who is a Braves fan, says Siri surprised me. Shows you how much of a good, uh, shows you how much having a good front office is necessary. Absolutely, Absolutely. like you said, Eddie Rosario was just a, a literally a softball lobbed up to the Atlanta Braves, uh, and you'll and you'll take those any day of the week. Frank also down here says the Yankees were offered Rosario and chose to go with Joey Gallo, which may have been the biggest mistake they've ever made. But then again, Joey Gallo over him. Uh, Cause of star power, Joey Gallo brings star power mm-hmm. and a track season ticket holders and, and, and attracts season ticket holders. When you look at a guy like Rosario, you would say as a Yankees fan, who is he? You, do you agree well, with that as a Yankees fan? Do you think, do you think you go with Gallo because you know, do you, the Gallo Rosario, you know, what do you, what do you do here?
1: Um, Gallo's the sexier name, um, and I don't think the Yankees had Eddie Rosario uh, doing what he did um, for the Braves on their radar. Eddie Rosario has always been a great player, and it kind of shocked me when the Twins let him walk, uh, let him go to the Indians, because I I just don't see any reason to sleep on Rosario. And then I guess the Indians sleep again, or at least try to free up Cap by trading him for Pablo Sandoval. Um, Questionable moves, but obviously Eddie's made the best of it. Uh, I would love to have Eddie Rosario on the Yankees at some point. I think he was a guy around the trade deadline that I kind of somewhat vouched for. Um, If we go back to older videos, it might be in there somewhere. But you can't hate Joey Gallo because the power's there. Yes, he slumped in New York, but he still hit, I think, like mid-30s for home runs just in Texas, just in that time, with the Rangers this season. And he's a Gold Glove finalist this year again, although – I'm surprised it should have been judged, but Gallo is, does have good defense despite a couple odd moments at the end of the season. Um, totally see why the Yankees went with it. You know, you got the short portion, right? You expect better from Gallo and hopefully, uh, this is going to be Gallo's money year. You know, it's the final year of his contract coming up. He's going to want to play his best baseball. So hopefully that's what we get from. Him.
0: Uh, shout out Justin, always a staple in the comment section. He's out here, uh, said it like four times in the last six comments. So I guess we should uh, address this question. Sure. Uh, he, he said, what, what do you guys think about the uh, PETA trying to change the name of a bullpen to an arm barn?
1: People say it for fun. Now uh, I'm, I've casually seen arm, arm barn around Twitter and stuff now, so it's not going to officially replace it. I think, you know, officially it'll always be the bullpen. At least I hope so, but you know, people are having fun with it on social media. So why not? I mean, it, it's, it's around.
0: It's like the IL and the DL. I'm never going to call it the, the IL. I, I've gotten so wow. used to calling it the DL that it's just, it's the DL. I mean, it, even, even, I don't even use the words. I just say it's, it's, he's on the DL. You know, it, it's, it's just, it's common to me. It's always going to be the bullpen. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But, hey, World Series, like Justin made a good point, Uh, father beats son in the World Series. Uh, So that's a that's a pretty cool situation whenever you get to see those guys kind of go up against each other. The Snickers were going up Uh, his son, if I'm not mistaken, the hitting coach for the Astros. Uh, So that's a cool situation. Uh, Justin is calling right now Correa to Boston in the offseason. Uh, he's calling that one right now. And I know you and I will probably have a video coming out here soon enough uh, within Absolutely. the next week or two talking about our uh, our free agent predictions. Um, and and Hickey's saying Brett is now a free agent. I'm assuming he's just referring to Brett Gardner.
1: Uh, yep. Uh, today the Yankees declined uh, Darren O'Day and Brett Gardner's options. So they're free agents.
0: Could Brett Gardner actually go to another team that's not the Yankees? Crazy talk. No, uh,
1: I I think he'll retire.
0: yeah probably. Uh, what's up, Isaiah? Uh, glad to see that uh, you guys are back live for the first time in a while. Hell yeah. Seven-nothing Jets. Mike White is a stud. Let's go. Jets.
1: Uh, love the Jets.
0: Jets. Love the Bulls. Love the love the Hilltoppers. What a guy! Uh, we'll talk about the NFL here in a minute. Obviously, going to be competing with Thursday Night Football a little bit as the Jets take on the Colts for all those big Jets and and big Colts fans that are tuning in. You know, uh, we're going to be competing with them a little bit, but that that's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, but wait, so yeah. I, have,
1: okay, I have a I have a quick idea. Hold on. So no. since um since we have a lot, we have a bunch of baseball fans in here right now. We have we've yet to go back and look. At our predictions from last season's free agency, I, we can. I can quickly share the screen, and we can filter through our video from last year and see how right or wrong we were.
0: You and I went through this, and you got like two right, and I got none right. <laughs>
1: That's it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you got like Lemayhu going back to the Yankees, dude. I didn't get a
1: single one right. I think this year. I think this year we might get a few. I think
0: we could, but I know last year. I think I like I. Did not say anybody was re signing, and so I think the only person I said was re signing was Yachty, and I think that may have been the only one I got correct. Everybody else, I think I was completely wrong. Uh, I know, I know you said Lemayhu was going to re sign, I didn't. Uh, and and I know like basically all the ones we got right were re signings. I don't think we got a single one right. Uh, going to another, what, team. Did,
1: I, what did I say for Simeon? I, I think know. I said he'd re sign in Oakland. I think
0: maybe. I don't remember. We'd have we'd we would have to go back and look at it. Um, we'll look at it off camera. Let's see. Uh, now it's now it's seven seven. Shout out, Brian. Something uh, Colts quick with it. Uh, let's see here. Prediction: uh, The A's are so cheap to pay any regular MLB coaches, and and they name me as manager instead. Yeah, I hope that I hope you're right. I would love to know an MLB manager. That would be pretty sweet. Uh, which remind? Yeah, right. Hey, if you get hired for that job, you're coming off. Justin also said thoughts on Oakland firing their head coach being Bob Melvin, uh, you know, uh, is, I guess we could talk about that a little bit. Uh, is Do you have any particular thoughts on whether or not getting rid of Bob Melvin uh, it, or is it just more of just, Hey, the, is it the Oakland A's just kind of cheaping out? You know, what, what, what's that situation? What do you think? Uh,
1: well, it wasn't a firing. It was just not accepting, I think the option. Um, so <coughs> that is what it is, but Bob Melvin's a good manager. Um, hopefully he serves the, Padres well. I thought Jace Tingler was a good manager, but they just kind of absolutely fell apart. He'll find a job somewhere and it could be in Oakland, honestly. Um, But I I do think Ron Washington deserves a a discussion uh, back in the managing game. He obviously managed Texas all the way to an uh, an AL um, championship, you know, just over a decade ago. So uh, he should be in the conversation for Oakland. And I don't really have any thoughts on you know how or why Oakland did it. I think it was just to free up some space. I know they are supposed to pay Melvin like four million this year or something. So, you know, it's it's the little things. And this might be one of the tighter off seasons for uh, Oakland. Matt Olson uh, is in discussions of being traded, which would be interesting for future Yankee. Maybe who knows? I'm not saying that, but it'd be cool. Um, we'll see. It's gonna be interesting for Oakland and a new manager is gonna be the start.
0: Frank says the rumor in New York is that the Oakland A's. Oh, uh, and uh, that the Oakland A's are going to rebuild and start fresh and hopefully get a new stadium. Uh, yeah. I would love for them to play somewhere other than Odot Co. That place is a crapshoot. Uh, yeah, that is gross. Isaiah said in all serious though. Uh, in all seriousness though, me personally, I want Bannister as the A's manager. He's a fiery personality. Jeff Bannister, yeah, and all his success yeah, he had true. as the Ranger manager. Uh, yeah, real big name out there. Uh, Mike Schultz available. if You need a manager. There you go. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong. Free Shult. Hey, free Schilt. Free my man Schilt. Hire that guy. Uh, you you hey, need if you need a manager. Go get Mike he didn't do anything. Instead, we just decided okay. to hire Ali Marmol for some reason. Um, that uh, the the one free agent I will mention, and I think it's it, it's it's kind of relevant to mention, and because he opted out this morning, uh, Nicholas Castellanos. Mister, uh, uh, wow. he's he, basically the unip bomber, basically the Zodiac killer. Uh, he is, he is horrible. He just hits home runs whenever terrible things happen. Uh, and he was set to make about 17 million for the remainder of his two years. Now opting out of Cincinnati, you know, I, I think it's a, well, the more I think about it, the, the better of a move. I think it is. I think Nick Castellanos had a great season. He could make some pretty serious money and I think he could go to a contender. Uh, and I don't think he's going to be sitting there looking at that necessarily in Cincinnati. Uh, so do you agree with him to opt out even though he had about 17 guaranteed or, or do you think, uh, do you think it, uh, you know, try to get another change of culture or, uh, do you think this is more of a personal situation for him where he wants to go contend? Or do you think it's more of a, uh, of a get, get your bag situation?
1: Well, he hasn't been very vocal uh, as to what he's looking for yet. I mean, he's 29. It is around the age where you're hitting your prime. You're going to want to get your big bag. Uh, so he could either be taking a chance on himself and hoping he gets more than $17 million annually on his next contract, which could happen. There's a, there a little bit of a market for outfielders, and he, he does have a little bit of corner infield experience, so he could slot in there if necessary. Is he looking to win a ring? I don't think the Reds are in a spot right now where they can really win a ring. Um, the Brewers are obviously getting better, and I think the Cardinals are, are actually bringing it together next season. I think it's going to be a big year for the Cardinals this year. So I don't think the Reds are really in that spot. He could see that too and, and kind of try to – Move elsewhere as to where he can be more successful. Uh, there are many different ways he could go about it. It could be personal reasons, who knows? But uh, it does make the hot stove. It makes free agency more exciting. Nick Castellanos being out there, so I'm excited to see where he goes.
0: Hey, yeah, it's hard to disagree with you there because I think I think Castellanos is going to be one of those one of those bigger name free agents now this offseason. I think he kind of right now, I think this year is kind of big. If you're looking for middle infield help, it seems to be that to be the big position, you know, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, Trevor story, you know, all these names get ready to hit the market, but now you're adding somebody like Nick Castellanos and especially in a league where we could see after a CBA, we could see a, a DH in all, in all leagues. So this could be a, a nice addition. You know, he, he, He's not the worst of fielders, but he's not that bad. He's not that great. Um, he's actually pretty versatile. He could play a couple of different positions: first, third, can play the outfield corners. You know, he he can play a couple of positions, but uh, I think he'd be a nice little DH spot too because he's not exactly a a premium fielder. You know, if he wanted to slide in and play DH somewhere, I think he'd be a great addition to a couple of teams. But. Um, other than that, any baseball news that you really want to get out of the way? Anything in particular that really caught your eye here recently that you want to address?
1: Um, let's catch up on comments. Justin, thoughts on Jerry Remy passing away? It's, it sucks. Um, he was R-I-P. a Boston Red Sox broadcaster, but um, I think he was very good at his job, and he fought for a long time with cancer. So, um, you know, it sucks losing him. May he rest in peace. Uh, Hickey wants to talk about the Mets. Let's talk about the Mets, baby. They're still looking to fill that front office, and nobody wants to work for the Mets. I don't really blame them. Brian, no DH in the NL ever. It's happening, and you're going to like it. Uh, Everyone who says no no DH in the NL now will be loving it in a year after its existence. You'll see offense go up, and your favorite NL team will be better because of it. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all we see.
0: Frank was also saying that the Orioles have a beautiful stadium, but only generate four to five thousand people, and that is so sad. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. I've been to Camden. I've been to Camden myself, not for a game, but I was out in uh, I was out in Baltimore and just got to go out into because uh, the team store's out in the outfield, uh, and it's a pretty open stadium. You get to walk out there and 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 see everything from center field. It, I mean, it's gorgeous. Uh, Camden is an absolute beautiful place uh, for some baseball. I can't wait to actually catch a game there. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful stadium. And the fact that, you know, some, some stadiums do only generate, you know, minimum fans. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I know Isaiah, uh, in the comments here, I know he works, uh, with the Oakland athletics or he did at a point, uh, he may have gotten fired for all of his hot, uh, hot takes about Matt Chapman by now. Uh, but, uh, I know at a point he did work with the Oakland athletics. And I mean, it is, some of the pictures he sent, it's pitiful the turnout they get. I mean, and, and it doesn't help that they're in a football stadium, which uh, which is even bigger and, and, and has even more seats that are just not filled. Uh, <laughs> the the A's need to figure something out. But also, it, it's kind of tough being in the, in the low financial situation that they're in. But, hey, what can you do? So, that being said, uh, Brian still does not agree with you. <laughs> but that being said, uh, maybe it's time to hop hop over to football. Football has been a, uh, obviously they're in the thick of the season. Things are going all over the place in the NFL right now. Uh, First off, I'll start with uh, not necessarily your, but also your Tennessee Titans. Uh, The the Tennessee Titans lose Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is obviously been a workhorse. He's going to be leading the NFL in rushing yards for the next three weeks, even though he will not play. Um, And he's out for the season, but who else but Adrian Peterson to just be casually chilling in free agency at the age of thirty six, uh, and, and all of a sudden, I mean, Derrick Henry is is like a a big Adrian Peterson. It, it really is what it is. Adrian Peterson used to be like the most. Bu- That's depressing. I really uh, Mike White got hurt.
1: That's oh, the really the,
0: Mike White looks like he injured his hand throwing.
1: Who's their third string?
0: Uh, Joe Flacco, actually.
1: Uh, yeah, they just traded for him, didn't they? Uh huh. Fire.
0: Oh, that's gross. Anyway, I hope that I hope Mike White's all right. But um, dude, I mean, Derrick Henry was is like the the modern day Adrian Peterson. Whenever people used to talk about Adrian Peterson, a lot of people say that Adrian Peterson was like the hardest person to ever bring down. And now I I think a lot of people would say that about Derrick Henry uh obviously 36 slightly past his prime uh I I would say but he was looking pretty good whenever he was with Detroit in the limited uh you know in the limited reps he got um but Tennessee also AJ Brown they have Julio Jones you know Ryan Tannehill's done a decent job over in Tennessee do you see this team going a little bit more to continue with the run or do you think they might actually work in the pass a little bit
1: well, we did talk about this a little bit in our Pick'Em video for this week. So if you guys haven't gone and watched that, that's on YouTube for you guys to enjoy our predictions for week nine. Um, but as mentioned in that video, I, I do think that um, they kind of have to turn to a more passing offense. Uh, Agent Peterson's definitely past the typical prime for a running back. Uh, 36 is almost way past that. Really, we don't see many 36-year-old running backs these days. Um but it'll be interesting to see what, what he's got left. In the tank. I don't think he's played in a couple of years. I could be wrong.
0: Uh, he played last year with the with the Lions.
1: How how much did he play
0: though? Uh he was he was getting some reps. Uh, he wasn't like their every down back. He was looking to be like a goal line option because Swift was hurt quite a bit. So it it was yeah. uh, a goal line option. I mean, he got some carries here and there, but uh, not 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 a heavy workload. He wasn't the main back by any means.
1: Okay. So he hasn't been the guy in a couple of years. So it'll be very, very uh, interesting to see how they handle this. I do think reps should stay somewhat limited, at least to start. Um, You have receiving options, AJ Brown and Julio Jones, you know, two of the best people you can throw to uh, if you're Ryan Tannehill. So I do think they'll be able to kind of power through this, although it is a great loss. Um, Losing anyone like Derrick Henry is going to really, really hurt your team. But Uh, It's about how you recover from that kind of thing. So hopefully um, the Titans offense will stay afloat and just move to a more pass heavy game. Well, it'll it'll
0: be interesting to see Uh, Frank down here says Joe Flacco and Adrian Peterson can go hand in hand out the door (laughs) finished and washed up to the both of them. Uh, Adrian Peterson. I'll be actually interested to see. I don't, I don't know how much uh, Adrian Peterson has lost it. I did see a picture the other day that said Adrian Peterson and Julio Jones, on the same team is really cool. Too bad. It's 2021 and not 2012. Uh, yeah. You know, and that, you know, that's a good point. Obviously both of them are, are getting up there in age Julio, uh, you know, a little bit younger than AP obviously. Um, but, but Adrian Peterson, I mean, like I said, was, was the premier back. I mean, literally the best back of his generation, you know, uh, came out towards ACL came back the next season, Quicker than anybody expected him to, and ran for two k yards. I mean, this guy was absolutely electric. Won an MVP off of an ACL, um, and, and it's just absolutely ridiculous what Adrian Peterson can do. Now, granted, he is past his prime. He is thirty six years old. He's up there in age. He's not Frank Gore by any means, but he, he is still Adrian Peterson. You know, I'll be I'll be excited to see what he can do behind an offensive line that's built for the run, uh, that's used to having a big heavy set running back running downhill at people's throats. That's what Adrian Peterson made his career off of. So uh we'll we'll be I'll be interested to see what he does. I think they got to go a little bit past heavier. You know, obviously you you go out and you go get Julio Jones for a reason. He's had a little bit of health issues so far this season. AJ Brown's had a little bit of health issues so far this season as well. Um so it it's 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 been pretty unfortunate, but I mean Brian nailed it right on the head right there that AP really fits this system. Uh, I, I think Adrian Peterson is a great running back to fill in the void, um, and if if he can at least you know uh, if he can at least hold his own for a little bit, you know that'll be a, that'll be an interesting addition, and I'll be interested to see him come back. Uh, I know in one of my fantasy leagues I tried to pick him up, and literally he was picked up before I even saw the alert, so that was uh, that was depressing. But hey, congratulations to Adrian Peterson back on a roster, uh, and thank you, Frank, that Indianapolis takes the lead. Um, but uh there I, I speaking of Frank, Frank, I see him commenting a lot about this. And I obviously one of the hotter topics in the NFL right now is Aaron Rodgers. Uh Aaron Rodgers coming out uh ended up testing positive for coronavirus and immediately was ruled ineligible for Sunday's game. And everybody, you know, with especially getting a negative test on a you know on a Wednesday or on a Tuesday, whatever day it was that he got it and to be automatically ruled out for a Sunday night game, everybody was very confused. You know, typically uh, with the NFL, you can test positive, but if you get two negatives before game time, you're good to go. Uh, That was the situation with Devontae Adams. Uh, If he could get two negatives beforehand, he could still play. Unfortunately, could not, and then ultimately uh, had to sit out last week against the Chiefs. Um, Was it the Chiefs? No, this week they're playing the Chiefs. Uh, had to sit out last week against the uh, 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 the Cardinals. Cardinals was the team, uh, so ha- had to sit out for that game. Still ends up winning, but Aaron Rodgers just after that test positive for coronavirus, and he immediately is ruled ineligible. And everybody was confused as to why. Well, it comes out that uh, Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. Aaron Rodgers is uh, uh, um, immunized or whatever Immun-
1: the immunize immunize. No. Immunized, I think I want to say is the word. No way, I don't know. Like that. We're not we're sports people. We don't know doctor stuff. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, you didn't think I? You who do you think I am?
1: Immuno, immuno.
0: It's not immunocompromised. I know that. No, Immun- but it's immuno something. He's a uh, f- fancy words. I, I was watching the Pat Immun- McAfee show, and they put immuno. it in simple man's terms that uh, he decided to take some type of supplement or some type of different shot that wasn't the vaccine trying to get cleared as vaccinated and the NFL said no way Jose that's not what it is we're talking Pfizer Moderna J&J only uh, and, and so now you are not vaccinated and now boom you catch coronavirus you're automatically out for at least one game no matter what the hell the tests say for the rest of the week um, by that he has to go by the NFL, uh, the NFL rules though he has been testing daily He's had to do everything such as that that every other player has had to do without being vaccinated. And it's been a situation that a lot of people don't necessarily know about. And, you know, a lot of people are uh, a lot of people are kind of like outraged. It's been a it's, it's been an interesting uh, it's been an interesting topic to see on Twitter throughout sports media and everything. Uh, as you're seeing here, I mean, Justin saying Rogers lied. Uh, Frank out here saying that he won't wear a mask. Like uh, everybody's kind of just jumping on Rogers. Uh, you know, is I don't think Rogers is typically uh, is is typically uh, you know a public enemy number one. I, I don't think, but a lot of people it seems like be are jumping down a AR 12s throat. So uh, you know, w- what are your takeaways from this? Where do you stand with this? Uh, obviously, you know, everybody has their own opinion as to why they do or do not take the vaccine. So. Um, you know, that is what it is. But, you know, what are your thoughts, Matt? I'd like to hear what you have to say about it.
1: Aaron Rodgers has just made, made headlines this football season for all the most annoying reasons possible. You have, you know, the holdout kind of thing in the off season before, you know, around training camp and stuff. You know, you, you play, I don't know, ARGM, whatever, uh, GMs for Aaron Rodgers. And he go, they make, he makes them go get Randall Cobb. You know, they're, they're working with you. You, you. you return to the camp. Um, your team's doing great. You know, you're 6-1 and one right now. Um, getting vaccinated really isn't that hard. And I know it's become this big political thing at this point, and it splits people. Um, but you're a professional athlete, and you're, the place you work for, the National Football League, has guidelines. Now, um, you know, Carson Wentz is a great example from Frank. Uh, he's not vaccinated either, but he does his part. He wears his mask when he needs to. You know, it's not that hard to do. Um, it really isn't that hard of a thing. Uh, did, so did Aaron Rodgers get COVID? Is that, is that, that's yeah, what it he was. did
0: test positive for COVID. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: Well, you know, Halloween just hit. We saw him in all those, all those real cool John Wick pictures. You know, it wouldn't be as cool if they lost this week with backup quarterback Jordan Love to the Kansas city chiefs. It's one of the dumbest ways your football team can lose a game by your star player, not being vaccinated. It's somewhat selfish. Um, I don't know what his family thinks of it or if they're vaccinated, but uh, I'd have to imagine. I think who's he, who's he dating right now? Isn't he dating like an actress or something? Is he still dating Danica Patrick? I don't no, know. No, They
0: broke up. I forgot who he's dating. Yeah,
1: now. I don't know who he's dating now. I thought it was a, an actress and I can almost guarantee you that uh, to be on set of a movie, you have to be vaccinated. So, I don't know how his family's taking it or what have you, but it's really just, I don't know, it's very annoying the, the antics that Aaron Rodgers has been up to these past several months.
0: Apparently, uh, uh, Shailene Woodley.
1: Fiance. Oh, that's, that is Shailene Woodley
0: says, uh, yeah.
1: that sounds familiar. Isn't she? An, I think she's an actress, right?
0: Yeah, I'm sure she's doing something like that. Um, she's also, I
1: feel like she's also related to somebody significant I'm trying to think of iron
0: uh, woodley no I'm kidding um
1: no.
0: Shailene woodley let's see what she does uh, she exists um, IMDB uh yeah whatever uh she does things uh so movie is an actress she has an IMDB divergent insurgent uh sounds like she's in all those hunger game movies um That's big little cool. Big Little Lies, The Fault in Our
1: Stars, maybe. Those are I, some, those are significant movies. So uh, yeah, that that's an actress right there.
0: Justin says she's hot, so good for her. Um, <laughs> uh, I, here's my thing. Uh, and and you know this is kind of where I'm jumping. I see Frank kind of uh put it out. Uh, let's see, where did the comment go? Bam. Uh, don't forget you lead by example. You know, obviously, like like uh, Frank had mentioned earlier, Carson Wentz, you know. Who cares if you're getting vaccinated or if you're not? If you're doing the right thing, uh, that's the thing. You know, obviously, everybody has their own opinions as to why they do or do not go get it. I'm not jumping down anybody's throat who does or does not want to go do it. Now, granted, is in my opinion, this is where the world is headed. Everybody and their mother is going to need to be vaccinated. So you might as well just go ahead and get it out of the way. There's going to be a lot of things, whether it be travel, whether it be you know whatever the case. A lot of things are going to be required, you know, some employment in a lot of places. I know the, the company exactly. I work for, the company I work for requires us to be vaccinated. As of October 1st, every single person who comes in the building has to be vaccinated. Uh, that's the thing. And that's just where the world is headed right now, you know. And so I I, I get why you would or would not want, uh, you know, I everybody has their own reasons. But at the end of the day, everybody's going to need to do it. Uh Shout out Mike Ferguson, USF alum. He lives in Denver now. He said, in Denver, you won't be allowed to enter arenas without your vaccine card. I know in New Orleans, you can't go into restaurants without your vaccine card. It, that's, that's what I'm saying. This is, this is where the world is headed. If you don't want to do it, by all means, you're Aaron freaking Rogers. I mean, people can cook for you and you can do whatever the hell you want. You, you're a millionaire. It is what it is, but at least lead by example. You know, if if you're going to do this and you're not going to sit on the sidelines with a mask on and you're putting everybody else at risk, you know, at, Frank says it's a new world now. It really is a new world now. This is this is the world we live in. Keep your vaccine card on you. You never know when you're going to need it. It's it's basically like an ID or a passport at this point. You know, yeah. it, it, it's it's ridiculous. He said maybe in Wisconsin, they don't require a mask in an open stadium uh, to go state by state. And that's the thing is that the NFL actually has the rule in in place to where if you are outside and you are unvaccinated, you do not need to be masked. And so Carson Wentz still wears his mask in respect. Well, his, he
1: plays in a, I mean, his home games are in a dome technically.
0: Oh yeah. Or I guess a good point.
1: at a uh, Lucas Oil or whatever it's called.
0: I guess that would be the difference maybe. Um, but still, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, do you not like, uh, it, it's still one of those things. It's almost like a courtesy thing at that point, you know, like, I, I typically I'm a vaccinated guy I'm in Mississippi Mississippi doesn't even hardly believe in the covid you know they, they think it's all a sham half of the people message us all the time uh oh, quit trying to scare us no it's a real thing um but you know half of the people in here like people will freak out but I keep a mask on me just in case because some people are just like that you know some people just are scared of the uh, are scared of covid and I get it you know it, it it's a terrifying thing and it's it can be a deadly thing by all means you know, so do I understand the fear? Sure. But do I, but it's also like at this point, no matter if it's a political thing, no matter if it's health thing, it's it's more of just common courtesy. It's like, uh, you know, it's like covering your mouth when you cough. It's like, you know, uh, you know, covering your mouth when you sneeze, whatever the case, you know, now you just got to cover your mouth in general, just shut your damn mouth. Uh, and and Aaron Rodgers needs to be one of these people who shuts his damn mouth uh, and, and, and at least get a mask on or something just because. Yeah, I understand the NFL has the rule to where if you're outside and, you know, you don't have to be masked up, but you're still standing on a sideline this distance away from people. You know, if, if somebody and and just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you can't get it. Obviously, you know, I, I know you're vaccinated. I know you've gotten COVID since being vaccinated. You know, so, it, it, it it's one of those things to where even if you're even if you're taking all the right precautions and everything, it still can get you. So it, it it's just one of those things to where. It's it's just going to be a thing that pisses off everybody for, for the rest of eternity, uh, including Kyrie Irving. You know, Kyrie Irving's got to be on there on that list, too. Obviously, that's been a big pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it's just been a, a fun time. But speaking of a big pain in the ass, Odell Beckham Jr. has been a big pain in the ass to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he has been uh, – him and uh, OBJ and OBS, both of them, uh, Odell Beckham Sr., have kind of uh, – it, it, it's kind of an interesting situation what they've got going on because we're past trade deadline. So we can't trade Odell Beckham jr. Uh, and Odell's basically like, I'm not playing for the Browns. And then the Browns are like, well, we don't want to have you play anyway. So it works out. Uh, but then it's like, well, we also don't want to pay you. We also don't want you to go to another team and perform better. They're in like a weird, like limbo situation And uh, the video came out on Odell Beckham Sr.'s Instagram talking about like all these times that Odell Beckham's been wide open and they won't they refuse to throw to him and everything like that. It's just kind of a just kind of a prima donna situation. It's just uh, Odell Beckham complaining and being Odell Beckham. Uh, Do you think this is more of a characteristic problem with Odell Beckham or do you think this is more of just like a. Do you think this is more just like player franchise, you know, a uh, little bit of miscommunication situation? You know, uh, I, I don't know how much you've heard about this or how, how deep you've gone into the situation, but you know, uh, where, where do you, where do you sit right now in the OBJ situation?
1: Um, I guess it's a mix of both. Uh, Odell is typically one of the more outspoken uh, stars in, in sports and it doesn't shock me that this situation is happening to him. Uh, was his dad wrong to go out of his way and, put together a tape of mistakes Baker has made or decisions Baker has made. Uh, yeah, that was stupid. And, you know, for anyone that thought it wouldn't see the light of day, it's dumb. Cause I mean, I, I guess that was Odell senior's goal. Um, Odell has been a bit problematic since leaving the giants. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the way he left the giants was problematic. I can't, it's not clear to me, but, um, that sounds right. Um, yeah, things just aren't working out in Cleveland. I mean, he was injured and now he is underutilized there's no denying that and you know odell senior's video did somewhat prove that he hasn't been getting the opportunities that he deserves um i still think odell beckham's a good wide receiver do i think that you know the the odell catch um made him somewhat overrated or kind of blew things out of proportion maybe um but it was an amazing catch and it definitely got everyone's attention for, for years. And it's still something we talk about. Um, but overall uh, I do think this might've been la- um, Odell Beckham's last game as a Brown uh, this past week. Right. Did he play last week? Uh, I don't know if he did or not. I think he may have sat out. We wouldn't know because they don't throw to him. So he doesn't make headlines anymore. <laughs> and that, and that is what causes other headlines like Odell senior going out of his way to put together a real, for everybody to see and everything. It's just, it's a mess in Cleveland. They're used to messes, but this is one of the sillier ones. Um, Odo Beckham does deserve more opportunities, more targets, but that's football sometimes. You know, that's just how they do things. The Browns at this point, I think, have more of a run first offense anyway, since they have the dynamic duo of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt when both healthy. You know, that's one of the better duos in football. So, yeah, I mean Odell. I think will see him at, see himself out of Cleveland, whether it's next week or at the end of the year. Who knows? Um, but there are plenty of teams that could use a new wide receiver, so uh, he will get picked up quickly.
0: My big thing is that, like, you know, you and I were talking about it a little bit earlier today, or maybe another day, or I don't, I don't necessarily remember when we were talking about it. But I know you and I have talked about uh, Allen Robinson in the past. And Allen Robinson is uh, I think it was actually earlier today because I think you said, hey, what are your thoughts on uh, the Bears actually throwing Allen Robinson more? Uh, That'd be amazing. I would love every minute of that. Uh, Allen Robinson is still, in my opinion, one of the top wide receivers in the NFL, and he has only out targeted Darnell Mooney uh, two times all season. Uh, that's absurd, especially going into week nine, you know, Allen Robinson is, he's a stud. I mean, he made Blake Bortles look like a competent quarterback. He made Mitch Trubisky look great. Uh, you know, whenever, whenever he hasn't done necessarily too much with Justin Fields, but Justin Fields hasn't given him the opportunity either. Um, and I, and I think of it less, I think of it more as like OBJ causing issues just because you don't hear about it from Alan Robinson. You know, I haven't heard today, you know, or any time at, at, at any point in this season, Alan Robinson being like, "Hey, y'all got to throw to me more. You you got to you got to get me more involved. You got to do this." You know, and I haven't heard him get involved with it. I haven't heard his dad get involved with it. So it, it it's kind of it it's kind of like a quiet situation. It's one of those as a Bears fan, we know he's not coming back. Oh. You know, this is his contract year. He's only here because of a franchise tag in the first place you know, so we know he's not coming back next season. It is what it is. Uh, but I think Allen Robinson also knows that. And uh, Odell does still have three years pinned up. At the end of this season, the next two years aren't guaranteed. So at the end of the season, no matter what, if if he's still on the Browns, I'd imagine he gets cut uh, and, and he's going to get released and he's going to get to go somewhere else. Um, and I, I feel like the Browns are probably, I think you're right, where he might just kind of he might just kind of ride it out, and I've heard that the, uh, I've heard that the Browns front office has been meeting with the uh, uh, with the team of uh, with Odell and his team, and it sounds like uh, he'll probably they'll find a situation where either they're going to restructure his contract to where he could go down to about three million instead of eight million this year, and uh, and then cut him that way. That way they don't owe him as much money, or they could either just let him sit with the Browns and then just cut him at the end of the year and hope for the best um the problem was is if if he gets cut he still has to go through waivers and excuse me if he's at three million dollars any team any team can pick him up and it's just like fantasy football the worst teams get the first bet so if he's at three million dollars and then he gets cut if the jacksonville jaguars or the detroit lions go hey we want we want odell beckham jr he could go to a team even worse than the Cleveland Browns and then be in a situation where he's not going to be happy because he's not winning. So it, it, it's a, it's a weird situation for Odell. I don't think he wants to be cut because he will have to go through waivers and then he won't be happy where he ends up. Uh, Cause he's going to go to some crappy team. I already know if he went through waivers and for a cheap price, such as 3 million, he, he sure as hell isn't going to, he, he isn't going to make it to the, to the saints, to the chiefs, to the, you know, whatever team needs him at, at the tail end of things. But, not it is Chiefs. what it is. Uh, not the Chiefs. Anybody but the Chiefs. Not the um, Chiefs. Uh, a couple people chiming in on this. Michael Ferguson saying he made one good catch and has been overrated ever since. His production has actually gotten worse since making the catch. Uh, I think that's fair that you can agree on that. I know you had mentioned that with the catch as well. Uh Frank said that Odell is a problem child. Uh also calling him a cancer in the locker room. Uh that's uh he he definitely seems like one of the guys who's more about himself as opposed to the team on the Front of his chest, uh, at least looking out. Uh, at least looking at him from a uh, uh, from a fandom standpoint. And he also said we should just cut him now. Uh, I mean, that'd they, be great and all to cut him now, but then you're gonna have to pay him seven. Or you're gonna have to pay him eight million dollars. Then you're then he's gonna double dip because he's gonna get signed by some other team. And and then Odell just wins at that point. Uh, it, I mean, at this point, it's a business. It is what it is. They don't want to lose eight million dollars. They don't want to have to pay Odell outright. Uh, it, it, it's just a shitty situation to be in, yeah. but, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, shitty speaking of shitty situations, uh, you know, uh, obviously the, the biggest news probably of anything out of the NFL right now is Henry Ruggs. Uh, and I, I want to, I, I want to step away a little bit from obviously that, you know, rest in peace to the woman that he hit. Uh, obviously he, he changed lives. Uh, he completely changed wives, uh, lives in all of the wrong ways, uh, because of some piss poor actions, I want to ask your opinion about not necessarily specifically Henry Ruggs, but uh, the idea of having a team in Vegas. Obviously, uh, Vegas is a very party city. Some other teams have come and visited Vegas, and players have gotten in trouble while in Vegas. Uh, I want to get your opinion because obviously you're a you're a 20 year old kid. You know, uh, me, I'm 23. I'm old enough to play in the NFL. I mean, there's been players at your age who have played in the NFL. Uh so but imagine you're 21, you're you just got handed millions of dollars, and you're in the the city that never sleeps, you're in Vegas. I mean, you're you're in Sin City, literally. Uh it it it's kind of a, a daunting situation. And I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting here defending Henry Ruggs by any means. I think what The situation he did is absolutely terrible. You can't be driving 150 miles an hour. You can't be driving drunk. You can't be doing anything like this. But this is a really shitty situation. Uh, Do you think with the NFL, typically a more party league, typically having guys join the league a little bit younger, do you you think that this could actually be a situation where we might see a lot of players kind of get in trouble in Vegas? Uh, Or do you think this is just kind of like a, uh, like a one-time
1: scenario. No, I wouldn't tie the city of Las Vegas to what happened. Um, party city or not. I mean, there are party cities scattered throughout the country. Atlanta, you got magic city there. We've heard, we've heard not only NFL players, NBA players, etc., share their times there. Uh, obviously Manhattan, New York city. That's a big one. LA there's, there's a scene. No, I mean any big, uh, you know, big city, it's going to have its excitement. It's going to have its pros and cons. I don't see any real tie-in to the city of Las Vegas. I mean, for Vegas, this is the first incident of its kind um, that's happened since they moved from Oakland. Um, What happened was terrible, but it's also something that could have happened in any city around the country or around the world. Uh, There's no real tie-in. It was a Chevy Camaro and a a Toyota RAV4, two pretty common vehicles that, you know, you see on streets all over the country. So it really, yeah, it was just the timing of it all, 3.30 in the morning, being twice over the legal limit, driving double the speed limit at least. I mean, it's all on Henry Ruggs, and he's going to pay the price for it. Hey, but that's the... That's the
0: beauty of it. You get your, uh, you get your, con- you get your career basically thrown away because of it. I mean, obviously, going one hundred and fifty, double the legal limit uh, of, of blood alcohol content. I mean, you do a stupid thing, you pay the stupid tax. That's exactly what I said uh, in Absolutely. the Pick'em video here recently. You know, whenever you do, whenever you do dumb things, obviously you, you pay the price for being dumb. So uh, it's unfortunate. It, it really is unfortunate. Uh, you know, rest in peace, T's and P's to the family uh, of, of Henry Ruggs that, uh, that he hit in the car accident. And, uh, you know, obviously he and his, uh, and his uh, girlfriend, I'm assuming it was, was also in the vehicle and they have a young daughter. So obviously T's and P's to the daughter as well. Hopefully, uh, it all works out. I know she's a very young child and everything. So, uh, hopefully everything works out, but, uh, Henry Ruggs going to jail for quite some time. Uh, his career is over. And uh, and uh, it is it is unfortunate. But hey, like I said, when you do stupid things, you pay the stupid tax. But we're down to the final five, which means the final four, uh, the final four. Do we have a final four topic? Somebody in the comments section, give us a final four topic. Try to ask Matt and I what our top four what is, whether that be we did. I think we did sports movies last time we were here. Uh, you know, uh, we've also done jersey numbers. If you want to know our opinions on a top four situation, uh, maybe you know there, it could be anything as long as it's sports related. Uh, you know, ask us our top four favorite—I don't know—ballpark snacks or maybe. Uh, don't maybe give them just
1: I don't think. thing. them think.
0: Yeah. Hey, whatever makes you uh, whatever makes you uh, click. Whatever you want to know. Let's see here. Uh, Frank said the Braves should try to sign Freddie Freeman uh one of your top 4 what was that frank
1: be? frank i don't know if you're understanding the premise. Frank. um frank uh frank what it is is the 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 there the, ah, we uh, go fourth last names interesting um Not four jones fourth last name jones uh Casey jones sam jones shipper jones andrew jones adam jones uh nate jones Todd, Todd Jones, Todd Jones, um Yeah, Jock Jones. Dude, Jock Jones. That's a good one. that's hot. Uh um Pac-Man Jones among others. I just want to see how
0: long you're gonna keep going with Jones.
1: <laughs> Two, uh Emmett Smith. Oh yeah, you forgot Julio Jones. Julio Jones, that's yeah, silly me. Smith, uh Emmett Smith, Steve so Smith, Al- Steve Smith, Alex Smith, Kenny the Jet Smith. Don't know why I picked Smith, <laughs> Smith. Um Adam Page, Diamond Dallas Page, Moxley. No, um Moxley. Yeah. Um well you you do a couple. I gotta think on this.
0: Uh, well, first, uh, well, JJ Smith, that's a good one. Hey, and, and shout out to you for moving the tissues. Um, <laughs> oh, no, he didn't <laughs> just better framing this
1: time. I see, <laughs> I can bring him closer if you want. It's up, it's up to
0: you. Uh, is is uh, let's see, is Davis a good one? Is Davis a common one? Uh, Vernon Davis, Vernon Davis Chris Davis, Chris Davis, Ike Davis, uh, Wade Davis, Davis Wade Davis.
1: There's Von, a, there's Vontae a, Davis, the guy that and quit at halftime. Davis. Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis. That's yeah. Vontae, that's, yeah, that's Vontae, Vontae Davis and He just
0: that, dipped it. Vontae up. Yeah. That man. That man circled those wagons all the way to retirement. Uh, Ed, Ed Davis. That's that hot. Like a thing. Uh, sure. You know, we'll Ron go with Davis? Ed, Ron Davis. Yeah, oh, the brow Davis? Anthony no. Davis. no. What the piss? That's a big one. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Uh. Tra- oh, well, let's see.
1: Trey Young, Cy Young.
0: Oh, Young, uh, Steve Young,
1: Chris Young, Steve Young, a
0: pitcher, Steve uh, Young,
1: the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Young's got to be a
0: good one. Michael
1: Young, Michael Young, nice. There's that. That's a fun uh, one. Tavon Young on the Rams, or he got traded or something. I don't know. Tavon Young.
0: Are He's you sure player. that's not Tavon
1: Austin? No, Tavon Austin's different. That, Tavon Young is a member of the secondary. Oh, okay. I know this guy's real. I just can't remember what team he plays for. Rodriguez is a good one. A-Rod. Sean Rodriguez. A-Rod. E-Rod. Francisco. Eduardo. Maybe it's not that good. Yeah, it's good for baseball. Ricardo Rodriguez, yeah. Rich. I think that's the same. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, Ricardo Rodriguez either way uh, does work. <laughs> um yvonne rodriguez yeah frank um there's gotta be some good ones oh Eric. sure that was a good one though that one gets us thinking that
0: was an interesting one that made you think i mean i i that could have i'm sure there's plenty that we're forgetting i mean obviously i was trying to sit there Ooh, uh we'll save that for the next one top four worst coaches uh, we we will save that for the next one. I, I'm sure uh somebody write that down. But uh per usual, we gotta end as always with closing thoughts where everybody gives their uh their their final thoughts of based off of what's going on in the sports world. Matt, you're first closing up
1: uh, lightning up on the maple leafs right now. We love to see that. Um David Cohn joined John Boy Media, and that's exciting. I can't wait, to, I can't wait for the day that like Jeremy Hellickson joins GMs for Hire. I think that's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> I got a new pair of shoes tonight. I'm excited about that. First pair of sho- first new pair of shoes in like a year. I don't know if that makes you think of me, but shoes. Um, the Otani's on the back of this shirt, just in case any of you are wondering. Uh, it's not Trout. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the best clothing thought yet.
0: Hey, I need a I need a
1: haircut. I'll tell you that it's gonna be another like two weeks before you we see one of those. Kirk Gibson, Bob um, Gibson, Kirk Gibson, Bob Gibson. It's all that matters. Uh, Matt Chelsea uh, beat Malmo one nil the other day. Top of the Prem. Come on, you Blues. We're killing it. As long as everybody stays healthy, we'll be good. Woo!
0: Shout, out, Mike. Uh, y'all are the best. That's my closing thought is that uh, shout out to everybody who decided to come back after, uh, after we took a, a month long hiatus uh, on, on coast to coast, we we've had a couple of things, whether it be scheduling issues, whether it be health, whether it be uh, somebody being out of town uh, there, there's been a lot of things. Plus we've been doing the watch along. So uh, we were doing the watch alongs for a little bit as well. So it's not like we, we took a live break, but we were, we were missing on coast to coast for a little bit. But shout out Justin, Frank, uh, Brian, Hickey, Sal. Uh, a lot of um, Big Mike. Uh, a lot of people came out and were just a part of it. Brian, I Brian, I don't think I've seen you on here in a long time, so uh, it's good to see you back in here. Uh, it, it's just good to see everybody back in the comments section. Good to see everybody kind of getting involved and uh, and everybody being a part of the situation. Next week we do last names that start with A. Maybe we'll combine them and the four worst coaches of all time. Four worst coaches that start with A.
1: Man City, Justin. Thoughts on Chelsea? I just gave them like (laughs) a minute ago.
0: But, yeah. Uh, Shout out to everybody who's come out, who has been a part of it, whether you were in the comments or whether you weren't. Thanks for coming back. Uh, we, We appreciate being live and being a part of things. But until next time. We are going to catch you for Matt Perry and for Will Polston. GMs for Hire. We'll catch you in the next one.
1: GMs for Hire.